Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Taking it back. Wow. Dude, it was so good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the uh, YouTube, and it, I, I just, you know, I... I forgot what song I clicked, but then it just started doing, like, 90s, early 2000s gangster rap. <laughs> Not gangster rap, but just rap. I think back then you could still call it the gangster rap. Uh, well, that's what know. I was blown away. That's what blew me Not away. That days. was considered gangster rap back then. Like, these guys were considered gangsters. But, dude, every song that played, I mean, Biggie came on, Tupac, obviously, you know, Ice Cube. Like, all these guys came on. Dude, all they were singing about was hanging with the homies, fucking bitches, and getting a good buzz, you know? (laughs) Yeah, man. Those were the times. Like, literally, the rappers right now are in court because they're they're fight or they're they're like the Supreme Court is looking at whether or not you can use their lyrics because these guys are rapping (laughs) about murdering people and then actually murdering people. That's not good. You shouldn't, uh, you know, <laughs> carry out your art, I guess I would say. Uh, <laughs> just keep it creative. What happened to gin and juice? Yeah, man. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to party with my mama's not home. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think these guys still did serve some time. I, mostly probably like drug stuff. <laughs> they were gang dudes, uh, gang fellas, gangsters. I don't know how you're allowed to say it nowadays. Uh, they were. They, I guess they were. Because I was listening to, like, Notorious B.I.G. That's right. Great guy. And, like, these, I, mean, I don't know, man. Their whole story was that they, like, they sold drugs and did what they had to do and then turned it into, like, a music empire. Look yeah. at Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Look at Ice Cube. Well, Jay-Z, Dr. Man, Dre? There's something up with Jay-Z. I mean, I saw that performance he gave at the Grammys, and I've heard a lot of rumors there's a lot of you know alleged things about him where you know he's involved with the illuminati and yeah he is secret societies you know the i forgot some of the other secret crazy (laughs) names that exist out there but they're out there and i think jay-z might be a part of them uh you know him and beyonce they you know they control such a huge you know empire weird weird people man did you hear uh um Adam Carolla's take on like real musicians versus fake musicians. <laughs> I did not actually. <laughs> uh, it was like the best thing I ever heard, and I've started to apply it towards rappers. And like, it, 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 I think so. What he was saying is like, um, you know, he hangs out with like, dude, the guy hangs out with like uh, the Offspring. You know what I mean? Yes, he's friends with them and uh, he- Popper from uh, Blues Traveler. But he hangs out with like these like really famous guys, you know. But then he'll also go to a party where like Paula Abdul is there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he's like, and what he said was like real musicians. He's like, dude, like you're at a party with the Offspring, and this 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 house band takes a break, and before you know it, the Offspring just jumped on stage and starts performing. Ah. Uh. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like, they cannot be in a room where there's instruments and they don't play them. You know, they just love playing the instrument, right? And then he goes, whereas Paula Abdul will spend all day critiquing musicians and singers on TV. (laughs) Yeah, man. But will never just pick up an instrument and start playing. Or when you're at a party with her, just jump on stage and start singing with the band. You know what I mean? Because she's not a real musician. It's funny to say that because there was that viral video about a month or so ago of Taylor Swift picking up that guitar and playing one of her new jams from her newest album. She's another one. Dude, all the time videos will come up of her just with an acoustic guitar. You know, somebody somebody threw her a guitar and she was playing it at a bar, you know? Or, like, uh, who's that guy with the tattoo? Post Malone. Have you seen that video of him in the Vegas casino? There is a lot of stuff on Post Malone. He sounds like a fun dude. Dude, he jumps on stage with this band in a casino and starts singing uh, Santeria. That's awesome. Dude, it was the it's an amazing video. And like right there, you're like, okay, I don't like this guy's music. I don't like what he really produces. But man, 
this is a true musician. Is DJ Khaled ever jumping on stage? Well, no. just, you know what I mean? DJ, DJ Khaled <laughs> has that video where someone, he pulls out a guitar that the Bob Marley family gave to him. It was like a Bob Marley guitar. And he pulls it out and he doesn't know how to play guitar. So he just starts to strum it without putting, pressing uh, any see, strings. He just strums the open guitar and pretends to play example. it. That's a perfect example. I can give you Bob Marley's guitar and you'll play a Bob Marley song. I would at least you try know? to play a Bob Marley song, yeah. Like, maybe. you would do something. I know you'd... Bu- oh, give, me a, give, me, give me a riff, give me something. I would probably you know? play some CCR at best, but, you know, we'll leave it. At something. That. I'm just saying, you, you, you're a musician. I don't know. And, and I thought about it with rappers, too. Like, when was the last time you saw Jay-Z rapping, you know? Yes. N- Nelly has been in clubs where he just starts go he go up there and start rapping. That's pretty wild too. Uh Nelly, you don't really see much about him anymore. He's kind of disappeared off the map. I-, I wasn't thinking Nelly, I was thinking 50 Cent. Sorry. 50 Cent? Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry my brothers. <laughs> I confused you too. 50 50 is a funny fella because he was essentially he kicked himself out of rap. Remember, he had, like, the whoever sells the most albums against Kanye, I believe? Yeah, mm. I'm pretty sure the whole... I don't remember that. This was a whole feud. It was yeah, him or Kanye. The problem back in the day is there were too many feuds. Like it, was, it, was, it was easy to keep track when it was, like, West Coast, East Coast. Right. Right. Yeah, Everybody Tupac, could pick a side. Biggie. But then you yeah. had like now St. Louis gets involved, and then you got Chicago, New York. Like it wasn't just East Coast, West Coast. It was like even New York and Philly. It's like dude, I can't keep track. You know? <laughs> Too many feuds, man. I can I can do coasts. Give me coasts. Well, the problem with all the new feuds is we lost celebrity deathmatch, which used to help put into focus all the feuds in- going on. <laughs> Remember? You get to go home on a Sunday night, sit Do down. I remember. That was the watch. last great thing MTV produced. <laughs> you get to sit down and watch the, the current feud between whatever celebrities. You're like, oh, yeah, Brittany, Brittany does hate Christina. That's right. <laughs> that was such a great show. Those, those bitches would kill each other. Absolutely. Dude, remember they had that and then the PJs? Oh, the PJs. What a classic, yeah, man. Get the fuck no, no. out of here. That was back in the day when you could do like a black show or whatever, a comedy show, and it wasn't about like black and white. Just everybody could relate to it. It was fucking funny as hell. You know what I mean? The PJs. I, I think that was Eddie Murphy. Pretty sure. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I think he produced and voiced, and uh, I think he had a lot to do with that. That and, was such a funny show, man. Yeah, I love it. The PJs, it. great call. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the gangster lifestyle man it's uh i guess it's too hip uh you know a lot i thought a lot of the dudes uh the you know the rapper guys i thought they were all dying from the drug overdose is it really yeah, the violence thing. is it the gang violence i don't know oh, you, in chicago they're getting shot well yeah well that's its own beast within its that's gotham <laughs> city that place doesn't count. It's not like part of the rest of the United States. You realize that, right? You've got <laughs> Chicago, and all the rest of the United States is like, do you see what's going on in Chicago? It's fucking crazy over there. <laughs> Dude, so I, was, I was literally standing outside talking to one of the building engineers of the school. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like I was done, so I was just loading my equipment into the truck. And he was smoking a cigarette. You know, we're just bullshit. And uh, all of a sudden, you just hear fucking, you know, you hear the pops. Oh, wow. And what I thought was so funny was, like, this lady, obviously white, goes, Oh, my God. Do you, do, do, do you think those were bullets? Was that a gun? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I re- at that moment, I realized I hadn't even stopped what I was doing. <laughs> wow. And, and the, the engineer literally throws his cigarette on the ground and goes, Fuck. Yeah, that was a gun. Mike, you better get out of here. We're about to go into lockdown. Oh, wow. <laughs> then he just goes inside. Wow. He locked the door. And it was like, all right, this is just a normal, like, everyday thing. If there's a shooting within two blocks, they go in lockdown. That's it, pretty crazy. But, but it's so common, they don't even, like, announce it on the intercom or tell the kids, dude. 
like nobody really knows they're on lockdown. They're just they lock all the doors and nobody's allowed in or out. And until the the police will like call them and tell them it's it's good to go. Wild stuff. And I like the idea of you guys just hanging out, not even noticing it. Just like a couple of Joe Bidens and Zelensky's walking through the uh, <laughs> commons. Nothing going exactly on around like you. That, except a little younger and the other one a little less gay. <laughs> Although I am 5'7". <laughs> dude, me and Zelensky are the same height. Close, Really? Yes. No war hero is 5'7". No, not one? There's got to be one out there. What about Napoleon? How tall was Napoleon? Napoleon was 5'7". You know, there's a lot of theories out there Napoleon never existed. <laughs> I knew I would get that out of you. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever seen that bronze cast of him right after he died? <laughs> Which one? So they did like this, like, br- they, they like cast his face right after he died. <laughs> yeah. Not what you would expect. It doesn't look like the picture, man. You're saying more attractive, less attractive from a... Oh, uh... beautiful, beautiful man, dude. He looks, uh, yeah. he looks Italian, dude. Wow. I imagine most people in the European era... At that time, who were royalty probably looked all right, except for the inbreds, of course. <laughs> I think they were all inbred, though, right? Well, they were able to be well manicured and taken care of and bathe on a regular basis. You know, that probably helps out a lot. <laughs> Reduce the stress, see age a little bit better. If you're pampered your whole life, you probably age very gracefully. Not back then. No, no matter what back then. <laughs> Because he's still got syphilis. So I believe it was Napoleon's wife. She had a uh, a gentleman friend that she was, uh, is it, was, I think Josephine, right? Wasn't that Napoleon's lady? And, oh, uh, I'm impressed, man. I have no idea. And uh, was, but... she had a, uh, a gentleman uh, that was courting her on the side. And um, in Pierre Lachey, which is a uh, famous... Um, uh, Cemetery in Paris. Uh, you sound a little gay when you said that, but I'll let it slide. Uh, yeah, I, I feel it. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Well, I'll redeem myself. It's the same cemetery where you can go see uh, where Jim Morrison is buried. Ah, uh, redeemed. Redeemed, I thought so. Thank you. <laughs> I saved it. That's why I saved it for the end. I kn- you are straight. You are straight. I, I knew the criticism coming, and I thought I will... <laughs> I will soften the blow here. <laughs> wait, wait, I only know because of the <laughs> Anyways, I believe there is a uh there's a, a site you can visit and uh it's a tombstone and it's a man's body and he's laid out, I think it's bronze, right? And it's all green colored or is that copper? I can't remember, but the yeah, uh, copper. copper. Yeah. But the only oh, bronze pa- too. The only part that isn't green is his enormous dong uh, that was <laughs> carved into this guy's pants. And this is the guy, <laughs> this is the dude who was sleeping with Napoleon's wife. And they went one night and no. killed him. They killed him. But the guy who uh, created his you know, tombstone <laughs> as a kind of fuck you to Napoleon gave him this monster dong. And so women, <laughs> women go there. They have since then to rub his dong if they want to get pregnant. Oh, no way. It's like a tradition. Oh, that is so great. Yeah, man. All right, you French. You moved up a little bit in my book. That is a great move. That's a great move. Go check out the dong. It's incredible. Oscar Wilde is there. Uh, his thing's got, it's covered in uh, kiss marks because women, uh, they kiss it. Uh, probably also for fertility or some other weird stuff. Uh, or you can go uh, get drunk and do some heroin and bang some chick on top of Jim Morrison's grave. So it's a good time. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> they gave him a huge dick. Yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. Because, uh, you know, if he's a short man, that's like your number one. Yeah, man. That's uh, He took like, that one to the know, grave. Small men, they worry about their penises more than anybody. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Napoleon seemed like a hothead, so I'm sure he didn't appreciate it uh, too Dude, much. Dude, I, so I, I, I was with this group of guys, and uh, 
I don't know. I forgot how I forgot what I forgot what how the whole thing started, but everybody was joking. We were all it was like a joke, right? But this guy goes, Nah, I hit the average six inches. Right? And this <laughs> one this one guy, dead straight serious, goes, Nah, dude, the average is four and a quarter. Wow. We all, all right. we all looked at him like, whoa. <laughs> you gotta tell him you gotta measure from the back of the ball sack all the way to the top. That's how you measure. <laughs> like, joking average is six inches like eh, average is six inches is like all right you don't really know what the average is you just kind of threw out a number what you think is the average maybe you know but to be every, like every to be test like, everything every statement about it has been a made-up percentage average all averages come on are you kidding me how could they average oh, yeah. that out no no but dude but then to be like to interrupt and be like no no it's 4.25 dude that means you like you definitely have a small penis because you researched what's the average, you know, like 4.25 was such a, dis- it's a very precise number. Yeah, like he, you, uh, you're you right. looked he, that fact up. Narrowed it down to a specific <laughs> you, you, size. Like this dude, with, that's what we all looked at him like, dude, you clearly were that self-conscious about your penis that you're looking up like average size, you're measuring, you know. <laughs> Don't be that precise. It gave it gave away your uh, your game there. Yeah, folks, it pays to generalize. You know, generalize. Uh, don't yeah. don't be so s- specific. Uh, you know, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. and don't be so revealing about you know things about you. When you say four point two five, we now know two things: one, you're slightly autistic; two, you have a small penis. <laughs> Yeah. Either one good in the dating scene. <laughs> oh, man. That's a rough go for sure. Rough <laughs> rough crowd for that fella. No doubt about it. Was a rough crowd it. for that guy, I'll tell you what. It must you know, you could probably hear a pin drop for a few seconds after that uh f- moment fell. And then and after then, that you wish you were only hearing and, the pin and drop. And then uproarious laughter. Uproarious laughter. <laughs> <laughs> And then a lot of guessing on how big his penis was. <laughs> Numbers were not generous. You had your hang, <laughs> you, hang <laughs> I can't, you hang your head in shame, folks, and you walk out the door. Call it a day. You just, take, you just, you just laugh with it, make him, you know, try to trick him into believing you're okay. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? If that guy doesn't get locked away for three weeks for cr- clinical depression, yeah. don't tell me the six seven senator. <laughs> You didn't. We didn't even finish talking about it, which is so funny. But McConnell, uh, he got a fucking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mitch, you're hard to talk about. Sorry. He, he got a concussion from that fall, so he's out for several days. Uh, Fetterman is out indefinitely. Frank, he's 81. <laughs> he's, yeah, it's fragile. We could go many routes with the McConnell. Uh, Drop. I think uh, I offered up earlier in a previous episode, if you will, that uh, he uh, was drunk, having a good time, slipped and fell. Mike thinks it was sabotage from the other side. Uh, I'm also... I'm going to go with whoever tripped him was the same person that blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Oh, it was uh, Zelensky. (laughs) He was there looking for more money, that rat bastard. It was one of the mooks. I knew it. Where were the mooks? Have you noticed? No more mooks? I haven't no, seen any. Gone. They got rid of the mooks real fast. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Do you think uh, the third time Sean Penn went out there and he's like, look, you got to lose the mooks. They're, it's a bad look. And so they got you know rid of the mooks. You know what helped me win the Oscar? No mooks. <laughs> no mooks. <laughs> Maybe they got rid of the mooks. And the next time you see Zelensky, Ben Stiller and Sean Penn are his two mooks standing behind him. <laughs> They're called the five seven game. <laughs> They're all my height. It's ridiculous, dude. I tell everybody these guys are trying to be like war heroes and like everything. Dude, they you're my height. I joined the army. They took one look at me and they're like, "Yeah, go fix some trucks. We're gonna send the, we're gonna send these big guys off to the front lines." 
I think that was the problem. The mooks were making him look too small. No, maybe that or the the mooks made it look like they were hustling us for some dough, man. Every time he'd stand there and he oh, had his two did. his two tough guy mooks, they're all wearing the army regalia and Zelensky staring. The camera's like, "You give us money now, now for peace. Give me money, you know." And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." And then the next one, the mooks had Rolexes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, then we're catching the the white. Oh, no, Frank, I've seen this game before. They're doing us. They're going to do a spinoff. They're going to do a spinoff show for the mooks. Oh, yeah. Oh, now they're. (laughs) Oh, I got you. Like now there's going to be the Chechen war. And then we send money to the mooks. Yeah, to the mooks. (laughs) We need more money for peace for mooks. (laughs) We in Chechnya. Need money for peace? <laughs> aren't the Chechens? Aren't they the uh, the dudes fighting um, like the private army guys? Aren't they the mercenaries? I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I don't think that's a real thing. <laughs> I don't believe anything that's going on in this war. I don't even I don't think even, it's a real war. I've never. Uh, I love Chechnya because I've never met a Chechen. A Chechen, yeah. So. Uh, What's yeah. funny about this whole thing, when we were at break, I saw a little uh, blip about how Russia is now firing hypersonic missiles that they can't even detect on radar anymore. So mm. it's game over in Ukraine, I imagine, right? Or are, that... are we winning? Is it our war? Who's winning now? Now I don't understand. Hypersonic super mm. missiles? Well, that means Ukraine's winning, but they need more. More tanks and more F-16s. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. To fight yeah, these more- hypersonic super missiles that uh, we can't detect. Frank, would you be able to sleep tonight knowing you lost the Bakhmut region? Bakhmut in Kiev? <laughs> <laughs> The worst part about, or maybe the best part, no, maybe, I don't know what's going to come of this, other than I'm getting worried the new James Bond movies won't be able to use these Russians and Ukrainians as villains anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're when really going to miss out. When Russians and Ukrainians, back in the day, I feel like people forgot, the Russians were the Russians, and then the Ukrainians were like their Nazi neighbors. And so... They were yeah. great. They were great as, you know, bad guys in movies. But we lost that now. I feel like uh that's gone. Can't do the Chinese anymore. Uh we're not doing Arabs anymore. Who are the bad guys now? It's the white guys. Is that what's going on? Dude, you, you know who are the geniuses? Which I, I saw the other Who's that what's that movie with Mel Gibson and the black dude, the cops? <laughs> You're talking about Lethal Weapon and Danny Glover. Lethal Weapon. Danny Glover. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, geniuses. In that one, the, the evil people are, like, Danish. Yes. You never see that. That is so original. Never been done before, never so been done since. I encur- the Danish? <laughs> I encourage you to see Lethal Weapon 4. There are so many racial jokes in it that, uh, even I kind of, like, uh, you know, was grinding my teeth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Chris Rock in that one? Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, he marries uh, Danny Glover's daughter. That's right, man. Yeah, and yeah. Jet Li is also in it. I think he's a bad guy, or maybe it's Jet Li. Uh, uh, Mel Gibson is unhinged in just saying racial things at everybody. It's fantastic. <laughs> Lethal Web is one of the greatest. Yeah, I would love it if they did another Lethal Weapon, actually. And they should. Is Danny Glover still alive? They should do his son. Dude, they might be doing another Lethal Weapon now that I think about it with Mel Gibson. And yeah, I think Danny Glover is still alive. Oh, he was great in Jumanji. So funny in Jumanji. Uh, you're confusing him with David Allen Greer. Oh, I'm not. 
<laughs> and Jumanji too. Wait, Jumanji. Did the cop? <laughs> no, 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 no. The Jumanji with the rock, the new one. <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny, yeah, David. Oh, I totally forgot he was in the original Jumanji. Oh, no, I'm the racist. No, I'm You're the, the racist, <laughs> finally! Vindicated! I'm the one. I'm comparing David Allen Greer to Donald, uh, to Danny Glover. Don Glo you confused, Donald Glover, you confused him. No, I, well, I, uh, yes, I did. I, I'll take full blame. Yeah. I'm a full blown yeah, he, Dude, that's racist. one of the great, <laughs> Jumanji 2 Next Level is like one of the best ones I with didn't... Danny Glover and, uh. Wait, Dan, uh, oh, Dan, like, uh, the, is it, are you talking about Don Glover, the young Glover? No, old Glover, the black dude, the old black dude. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, thank you. You should have clarified that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, That's he turns into a horse. Wow, well, don't... You seen it? Spoiler alert. No, I haven't seen any of the new Jumanjis, man. You haven't seen the new Jumanjis? No. It's the greatest thing Hollywood's put out in the last five years. It's great. I got the second... The, the f <laughs> Dude, you have to watch it just to see Aquafina. Acting like she is, um, who's who's the short dude from uh, uh, the show with the, the show in Philadelphia? Wow, um. <laughs> <laughs> the Philadelphia show. Uh, you got me. You got me on that one. Pat, Patty's Pub. Oh, uh, <laughs> the short dude. You talk about um, uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, yeah. So <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> wow, that's right. so many Danny DeVito movies. I could have got twins. I could have got. I could have so many things. <laughs> Short dude. That's Phil the Philadelphia. <laughs> the Philadelphia show. show. <laughs> it's always sunny. That's what I was thinking. Dude, but to watch him, like Aquafina pretend like he is in her body, it's like one of the funniest things you've ever seen. You gotta watch that movie. It's so good just to watch Danny Glover. You're getting a, and, uh, highly Joe watchable. Pesci. No, what's the guy's name? What did you say? Not Joe Pesci. Uh, I was thinking maybe, uh, well, you said Danny Glover. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito and <laughs> Donald Glover. It's really funny. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Oh, Danny DeVito. I was thinking Joe Pesci the whole time, but I knew it wasn't right. <laughs> well, Joe. Just goes to show you, it doesn't matter about race. It's just like if you're a category, you all blend into me. You know, like short, <laughs> short guy. It's either, <laughs> it's always Danny DeVito, <laughs> or not Danny Joe Pesci. It's always Joe Pesci in my mind. That's the only one I remember. To be fair, Joe Pesci, in my mind, is hilarious in any role. If you could replace any role with Joe Pesci, like like the Italian Wolverine Joe Pesci, like <laughs> any Joe Pesci role is just hilarious for some reason. It really I can't works. wait till he sells his likeness so we can just redo movies with him in it. That'll, like do the yeah, deepfakes. That'll be a great time for yeah. us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Joe Pesci Wolverine, Joe Pesci Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got the web. I just ain't gonna show you. I don't need to show you. Well, speaking of uh gotten stuff and not showing stuff, uh <clears throat> Tucker came out as we discussed and showed some of that Jan six footage. Uh we went over a bit of it yesterday and the day before, I think. And uh Mike the backlash, it's nonstop. Uh, seems to be the people on the left, they just, they can't handle it. I think that's the only way to describe it. They literally just can't handle that. Yeah, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. The they don't, there's no defense, and they've almost exhausted their bag of lies. And so there's like no, yeah. there's nowhere to go with this one. And, uh. Well, now the Capitol Police came out, and apparently, uh. De-escalation tactics involve 
sitting around drinking coffee and escorting the head of this insurrection through the building? Either way you roll it, you can't continue the narrative of violent insurrection. (laughs) The the deadly insurrection. where, Where the people inside, where their lives were at risk. You know, uh, AOC's sweet virgin honeypot. I mean, there's no <laughs> way you could continue that narrative now because it's clear so, these gentlemen were escorted around pretty, pretty yeah, freely. Yeah. Right? Well, don't so, you remember AOC's honeypot? It was the cops that were after it, right? Well, she... she or no. Nobody could tell. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. All men. Uh, well, all certain men, I think she made clear, but... Uh, Speak- All men who identify as men. <laughs> yeah, well, right? I don't know how that works. Well, everybody had a take on Tucker. Didn't you see that? Like, it was like every news organization, every talking head, uh, even all the late night guys, everybody was just riffing on Tucker and just. Oh, uh, they all had Tucker. an opinion about Tucker showing the video. Nobody had an opinion on the video. Yes. I thought that was unbelievable. Like, this video that just totally goes against everything you guys have said for two years. You have no opinion about it? You just think it's wrong for him to show it? Why? And why the, the, the shaman guy, why was his lawyer not given this video? Oh, he's already been interviewed, and I'm sure things are going to, you know, unfold going forward where <laughs> these people can't continue being held indefinitely. There's people who haven't even been tried that are still in jail. You're a political prisoner, dude. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. This is this is insane. Well, Mike, if you believe Tucker, you're Orwellian, sir. And I have <laughs> to say, my friend, the best take on the Tucker the Tucker situation obviously goes to nobody else, no one else than uh Whoopi Goldberg over at the View. <laughs> Whoopi. Last night, right. Tucker Carlson took a page. I want you to hear that beginning there. She's, she's nailing it already. Last night, Tucker Carlson took a page from George Orwell's 1984 and told his viewers to reject the evidence of their eyes and ears. You know, I, I don't know what he's playing at, but people saw what they saw. They saw what they saw. And they've seen what's gone down with it. And no matter what, you can't put this monkey back in the cage. <laughs> Dude, All right. that is so scary. Okay, what's really scary, she doesn't realize that she's the one being Orwellian. Yes! Because he's just showing you, and then all of them went on this whole tirade of, he's only showing you one side! Yeah, he's showing us the opposite side of the coin that you showed us for two years. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. <laughs> The the arguments across the board, I've seen so much shit online the last two days. The outrage, the stuff on, like, NPR, man, and Associated Press, like, places where you're just supposed to <clears throat> supposedly, allegedly get news. Uh, man, just the bashing on this dude for releasing <laughs> this information. So bizarre and, and very just, lockstep. What you just said, you don't believe. He wants you to not believe your eyes and ears. Yes. About this video? So I'm supposed to ignore this video and only believe my eyes and ears about your video? Uh, what? It, what's crazy is they're defending the Jan 6th committee, which publicly admitted, even beforehand, I remember reading about it, they hired a CBS producer to showcase the entire thing, and he amplified sound effects throughout the footage that they showed during the committee to make yeah. it more dramatic. Dude, not only that, the, the, the Jan 6 committee is now admitting they didn't see the footage Tucker Carlson released. You guys did a whole committee. You interviewed witnesses. You spent a year doing this. You didn't even watch the videos? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. You didn't even have access to the videos? I feel as if they had access, and they said, 
no, 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 we don't want those videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, those videos don't prove our point, see? We want the other videos. <laughs> I know you separated them blindly and you have no idea what's what, but I'll take pile A. Can you also scoot some of those videos out of this pile? The ones with uh, yeah, Ray Epps, thank you. Yeah, just get those out of there as well, please. Thank you. Thank you. Those are nothing. Uh, sir, don't worry. The AI already took care of that. <laughs> I can't get over the Ray Epps shit, man. I've been obsessed with Ray Epps since this whole thing happened. I know people personally who, after this unfolded, Emma and I were around them. The way they described watching this unfold, Mike, it was their 9-11, man. I know. I know. I couldn't, fra- the, fra- the fragile people of America. I could not believe what I was hearing from all the people who described this day in action. And now as time has gone on, my God, violent combat that <laughs> waged for hours, <laughs> dawn till dusk. And did you hear the statement from the Capitol Police? Dude, the way they described Brian Sicknick, it, it was literally like, Tucker Carlson is trying to say that his death wasn't related to January 6th. The (laughs) man died within hours of battling the insurrectionists. (laughs) Like, what? There's a good chance that fellow was boosted. Didn't he die of a stroke? Heart attack. Oh, there you go. Oh, no, stroke. I think it was a stroke. Well, either way, heart attack or stroke... You can't really blame these fellas' deaths on that anymore, or on the insurrection. That's I the think beauty it's more of the vaccine. vaccine. Both could be related to it. <laughs> that's right, dude. Oh, man, that's twisted stuff. Yeah, they needed those guards to be uh, double-boosted, get your boost, so that way they could uh, drop dead right around the insurrection. <laughs> Don't want you to infect the insurrectionists. It didn't time out as well as they had hoped, unfortunately. Most of them died, like, I don't know, six months later. Uh, too late late to be effective wild stuff a wild narrative again the lockstep uh, style that all the news organizations even the ones that are supposed to be impartial the ones that are are like you know down the middle straight and narrow they everyone oh Tucker Carlson has to go all these calls for him to you know for Rupert, (coughs) Rupert Murdoch right to kick him off the air and you know, he needs to go on trial for, you know, national security issues and all this stuff. Like, this is crazy shit. The guy literally just showed a couple other shots of them escorting these dudes and giving them a little tour, quite literally. And then in a very controlled manner, the same 12 or 15 people that we saw a year ago walking through the velvet ropes, the fucking velvet ropes, violent insurrectionists, walking within the velvet ropes to get their little tour around the Capitol, and then they got to dance and parade around and take pictures with... I want to remind everyone, while they were doing this, there was like 30 journalists and photographers and cameramen walking around them documenting this whole thing. It's insane. It's fucking insane. It was an actual show. It was a setup. These guys got set up. And the whole thing was a produced production from day one. Literally, while this was all unfolding, just a few chambers over, Nancy Pelosi's hanging out with her daughter and a documentary crew. Yeah. Can you get more planned out and fucking fake than any of the... Like, this is... uh, Can you get more Orwellian? You know, but you know what kills me is, like... Okay, what really kills me is me and you have argued about the chemtrails forever, right? Yes, I am obsessed. (laughs) If you were to bring me a video where it was like, you know, like some high up people in charge, they're 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 planning, they're talking about doing it, and they are doing it. They're talking about like the execution of chemtrails, right? Oh yeah, I would I would take that video, I would look at it, and I would be like, holy shit! Obviously, I can't admit you're right. But <laughs> that's right. For entertainment right? purposes, of course. Yeah, right. To you, to your face, I'm gonna like come up with some bullshit to talk my way around it. But then I'm gonna go <laughs> back, you know, when you're not around, I'll be like, how the could this fucking happen? You know what I mean? And then I'm gonna look into like 
you know, I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be mad at you for showing the video. I'm gonna be mad at the people that lied to me for all these years. That's right, right man. Yeah, man. What really bothers me is you guys aren't mad at the people who lied to you about January sixth. You're appalled that this guy is trying to show you the truth. Yes. And then you're doubling down on what you believe. Which means it has become a religion now. You know? Absolutely. There's, like, there's, there's no way I could ever convince you that God is not real. If you believe in God. And now there's no way I could convince you that, you know, that January 6th wasn't what they tell you. Because it, you just believe it like a religion. It's become your re religion. For all you, pe <laughs> all you atheists out there, this has become your religion. Jan you know? 6th was everything to people like Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. They obsessed over this yeah. shit for a year and a half, and it was a fucking nothing burger, a waste of your time. It glued you to your TV set and to your phone for absolutely no reason. Again, I think I likened it to watching Lost in real time. You wasted seven years. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like never, found, never found out what the black monster was. Who the hell is Jacob? I don't know. They threw him in at the yeah. last minute. Go fuck yourself. And that's literally the whole debacle, the whole show that was the Jan 6th committee. And now, after the dust has settled, Mike, because look, dude, they fucking buried the Jan 6th committee. It was a huge bust. They proved nothing. Nobody actually cared oh, or don't watched tell Adam it. Kissinger. That's right. Well, yeah, I don't want to hurt his feelings. But then, <laughs> obviously, man, it all settles away, and now Tucker comes out and says, well, actually, remember that two years of bullshit you just wasted all that time and taxpayer money on? Here's the reality. You were lied maybe, to. <clears throat> maybe it's just crumbling too fast for them. That's a good call, absolutely, yeah. Because it's COVID, it's Trump, it's Jane Six, it's everything you believed is just kind of, you know, Russiagate wasn't real, I don't know, COVID, I mean, Trump's racist attack on immigrants, now your guy is doing the same shit. He literally, Biden now has detention centers. <laughs> at the southern border. Oh, they literally, you could literally go look at the bill. He crossed off Trump's name and put his name on the <laughs> Same bill. You know? And the guy's got dementia. It's sad. It's a backwards B. It's really squiggly. And then, you know, it <laughs> kind of trails off towards the end. Says Obama somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> it says O'Biden. <laughs> it's sad. Very sad. I'm just saying, man. It's like if you're on the left, your world is. Yeah. it's like you guys are winning because they you know they, they say they're winning and they did win but it's like are you winning do you feel like you're winning when they always ragged on trump because he would be uh you know he would talk about how like you're gonna be so tired of winning you yeah it's one of my stop. favorite trumps yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and like forever they'd be like do you feel like you're winning i i what i did i don't anymore I do not feel like we're winning. Yeah, that's a great call. <clears throat> it's funny how two both parties seem to focus be focusing in on Ron DeSantis. I caught a little John Oliver over the weekend. He did an entire segment on Ron DeSantis and spent, I got to say, 10 minutes or so trying to sell this point about him. It didn't really work. It kind of no. didn't piece together, and I couldn't figure out what John Oliver was actually getting at. And I was trying to watch it with the idea, like, <clears throat> sell, sell it to me, you know, John. Make me believe what you're trying to show the world and see in Ron DeSantis. He was trying to piece all these things together and tie it a little into Trump, and I just kept getting the feeling like, your guy's worldview is so fucking twisted right now that you can't even keep it together for someone like Ron DeSantis. And you're having a hard time fighting this guy because he just kind of spoke a lot of truth for two years while you guys spoke bullshit. And now you're defending bullshit yeah. against truth and it doesn't fly. It doesn't sound right. It's weird. So the problem they have with... 
The problem they have with DeSantis is he's he just he he's a he just walked into this very irrational world as a rational man. Yes. Donald Trump was just as irrational as the left. Yes. And that's why it was easy for them to, you know, they right on the money, dude. Yeah, you're right on the money. That's why they need Trump. They love Trump. They want him to run again. And they're having a hard time. They're grasping at straws. No, you're fatter. Like, that's Trump. You know what I mean? (laughs) But, like, Ron DeSantis is like, I'm fat. All right. I don't have time for these games. Listen, what I'm doing for Florida people, you know what I mean? It's like, he doesn't play the game, and that's why they have a hard time with it. They don't know how to act with him. Check out John Oliver dissecting Ron DeSantis. It's pretty interesting just in the sense that he has kind of no angle with it. He, he's really lost on it because Ron DeSantis, again, spoke truth to bullshit for the last two years, and John okay, Oliver mo- was a supporter of the bullshit. Yeah, the most telling part of that whole thing is... Um... So he talks about how Ron DeSantis did this thing against like books in school. And then he shows you this picture of a school that these teachers took of a library shelf yes, empty. Yeah. Right? It's a hoax. And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, the, li- the, the teachers in the school, they took all the books off the shelves. And when asked why, they said they were just trying to follow Ron DeSantis' law. You know what I mean? It was like, okay. So the story of him trying to protect children in Florida, you took it. You found one school that was obviously very liberal, <laughs> right? Yeah, man. And the teachers and the staff, they all just overreacted. And they're like, okay, fine. And they just, oh, they did a huge overreaction to the bill passing. They took all the bill, all the books off the shelf. And they're like, we just want to make sure we're complying. We want to make sure none of these books are, ha- <laughs> okay, fine. And then Ron DeSantis, what did he do? He called your bluff. They went through all your books. And they they put it back on the shelf. But you don't show that part. You just show the empty books. You know what I mean? It was like it's so stupid. It's, uh, it's so, amazing. It's so transparent. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, like it's <laughs> obvious what you're doing. And what's interesting is when these Republicans start to grab a little bit of power right now, they're exposing the bull that we've been kind of stuck with for the last few years. And uh, something that's happening right now, Mike, I have been just pumped about, you know, me, I'm all about the Nuremberg 2 electric boogaloo, uh, but uh, I don't think that'll truly happen, but it kind of seems we're angling that way. Even mainstream media is reporting on the COVID uh, committee, sir. Oh, geez. here in the U.S. on Capitol Hill tonight, tough questions about the origins of COVID nineteen. Oh, Frank, stop and right Will- there, man. Dave Muir. I gotta do my hair, man. I'm sorry, people. T- touch up the makeup. Make man. sure uh, spray in some yeah. of that banaka. It's Dave Muir. Oh, Dave Muir always looking good. You know, always top notch. I always love bringing up a little banaka. Americans ever get a clear answer. <laughs> how's it, how's his dippity do? <laughs> his dippity do looks all right. He looks tired lately. He's been traveling a lot. They keep making him Frank. bounce back to Kiev. And, yeah. He can't sleep with everything going on, you know? <laughs> right. He, he, That's how you know he man. cares. He has the world on his shoulders. <laughs> on his shoulders. Let's hear it, Dave. Here in the U.S. on Capitol Hill tonight, <laughs> tough questions about the origins of COVID-19 and will Americans ever get a clear answer? House Republicans hold... Mike, will we ever know the truth <laughs> of where this thing came from? Yeah, this dumb plumber knew fucking three years ago. <laughs> will, will we ever know? We may never know. <laughs> we never know. No, no, no. The plumber knew three years ago. The plumber. Not the virologist. Not the head of the CDC or the FDA or the guy who's sending millions of dollars to the Wuhan lab in China. No, no, the plumber knew where it came from. Nah, we'll never know, dude. We'll just, we'll never know. Well, maybe. Stay tuned. In their first public <laughs> hearing on the origins, their first. So the only people who believe it came from the lab are the plumber in Chicago and the FBI. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Department of Energy. Or the Department and, of uh, Energy. The Chinese <laughs> and uh, pretty much most of the world. <laughs> but Pete Buttigieg doesn't. All right. Folks, 
Always listen to Pete Buttigieg's nipples. Okay? They know the truth. Testifying that they believe it came from an accidental leak at a Chinese lab. But the former CDC the director from the of Trump Moran. administration said today that Dr. Anthony Fauci's response tonight. Rachel Scott on the Hill for us. Tonight, Republicans ramping up their investigation into the origins of COVID-19. Holding their oh, first they're ramping up the investigation, Frank. Don't worry. I can't wait to hear what they find out. I imagine well, they have answers. <laughs> We're going to find out if this virus that started 200 feet from the virus lab. <laughs> We're going to find out if it came from the, from the lab. I have right. a feeling there's going to be a plot twist. Uh, what market? Uh, just, uh, you know, pangolin. <laughs> pangolin will be the answer. Well, see, the, it did, it turns out it was going to be from the lab the whole time, but then they hired M. Not Shyamalan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> COVID was dead the whole time. You never even saw it. <laughs> never saw it coming. Never saw it coming. <laughs> turns out humans gave it to the best. <laughs> It was dead the whole time. <laughs> I smell dead viruses. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> it never existed. That's <laughs> my theory. The, the twist is, it turns out, <laughs> it, it was just the flu. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Joe Biden, welcome to the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> That one needed the whisper. <laughs> oh, man. I can actually see Joe Biden curled up at the blanket. He's got the breath coming out, you know. It was the flu. That's scary I stuff. I see the flu. It's coming in 2019. <laughs> that is scary stuff. All right, so we got the committee going, Mike. They're going to blame it on Fauci. Come on, baby. Their first public hearing to tackle the burning question. Where did the virus come from? Discovering the origins is vital. It matters for the future of the world. All three witnesses invited by Republicans argued the virus was a result of an accidental lab leak in Wuhan, China. There is no smoking gun proving a laboratory origin hypothesis, but the growing body of circumstantial evidence suggests a gun that is at very least warm to the touch. It comes just days after a report that the Department of Energy suspects with low confidence that the pandemic likely started with a lab leak. The FBI agrees, a conclusion they reached with moderate confidence. Dr. Robert Redfield, the former CDC director under President Donald Trump, testified he was excluded from discussions with Dr. Anthony Fauci and other scientists because he believed that the lab leak theory needed to be investigated. I was told to me that uh, they wanted a single... <laughs> like, Fauci is just like... Such an asshole. What do you want from me? You wouldn't kiss the ring. I told you you want to sit in the meeting? You gotta kiss the ring. He knew the rules. He knew the rules. You, you are almost nailing it from stuff I've read. You, like, if you didn't toe the line with whatever Fauci told you to, like, directly, the guy had your career, like, ended, man. This guy was like mafioso in the medical world. And today... On the day I release this virus, <laughs> you come to me and ask me for a favor. Fucking Marlon Brando, and <laughs> he's, a fuck, he's the Godfather. It's unbelievable. <laughs> my boy, I gave you a seat at my table. <laughs> this is how you repay me. You go against the family. You go on that TV news. You go against the family. Okay. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> it's just so funny to me to think like <laughs> there's so many people in the White House and Fauci's just like dictating everything. He's like the most powerful dude in the world for for like three years. Four years is unbelievable. 
narrative and that I obviously had a different point of view. But Dr. Fauci telling Politico that accusation is completely untrue. Could you imagine untrue. Fauci in the beginning? <laughs> oh, we gotta wear the mask. We're gonna shut down the economy. <laughs> Can you guys do anything by yourselves? What are you gonna do when I'm away for three days to go throw that pitch? Come on! <laughs> I swear to God, if I don't hold your hands through everything and nothing gets done, huh? what's going on here? <laughs> No, 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 lock the kids at home. Tell the parents to work from home. Come on. <laughs> Think about grandma. Just keep saying grandma. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> 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 What's so funny to me is when this was happening in real time, I was telling people I loved and knew personally that, like, you guys are saying this fucking guy is pure fucking evil. Why are you guys so having Brad Pitt play him on SNL? Like, why do you idolize him? Why is he this fucking god to you? I don't understand. Look at him. Even his accent. He's literally an evil villain in every movie ever. Dude, Brad Pitt played Dr. Fauci, who was telling you to inject experimental vaccines. Joe Biden, uh, Joe Rogan was being played by that <laughs> who was fucking Kim Kardashian. <laughs> and all he ever did was tell you to exercise and take vitamins. <laughs> you know? It's insane. Insane. Saying no one excluded. You never anyone. go against the family, Frank. <laughs> That's what I loved about Dashik. <laughs> he never turned. Never turned. <laughs> I thought he would. Good, solid for a Polak, you know. <laughs> I can't do this. It's insane. This is insane. Fantastic. I'm dying over here. I can't breathe. This is amazing. <laughs> it's the truth. Su Susie, did we get that mask bill through? Okay, we got the mask. Did we shut down the economy? Yes. Okay. Hey, Tony. Tony, are we running the numbers? Did you run the numbers? Okay. Want to make sure we keep that game going, too. Okay. <laughs> 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 What's going to come out is everything was bullshit. It was all a lie. They were inflating the numbers. Great call. Uh, and they, honestly, they've already admitted that, like, early on, Fauci was against masking. It was uh, Burks or whatever uh, who was pushing the to, lockdown. To be fair, man. Frank, I was only against masks until I found <laughs> out it was my virus. <laughs> <laughs> Once I saw my name on the virus, uh, then I wanted to protect grandma, you know? <laughs> then I just wanted to do anything possible. <laughs> Is there a possibility here that <clears throat> on some level there was a genuine nature to Fauci where he realized, uh, you know, right at the last minute there that, holy shit, like, my God, I just released this this thing we've been experimenting i have no idea what's out there uh it, for, no it wasn't even an oh my god this guy was three weeks away from patenting it before <laughs> yeah. it got released this guy has fucking patents on goddamn vi vaccines and shit dude I, what the so fuck is going is on is he an here? evil genius mass man are we talking like a bond villain or is he a guy that like was funding something and fucked up Oh, no, Bond villain, dude. I'm sure he's got a house that's, on the top of that's a mountain what I think. in the Alps. He's got, he's got this, like, evacuation pod that skis yes. down the slope. When, you know what I mean? Like, this guy when is James Bond shows up, villain, dude. Yeah. He definitely has that spaceship that shoots up that looks like a dick, you know? I set it up so it doesn't burn my puppies. It melts them. <laughs> they don't get away with it. <laughs> He's, he's <laughs> literally a modern day evil genius mastermind. I mean, it's, yeah. If wherever he is, he's got a button he can press. The whole thing goes up in flames. He escapes out the screen. <laughs> he escapes exactly. I assume it's, he lives in a volcano that's carved into his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a mini Fauci. <laughs> I call him Tony with an eye. You know. <laughs> 
I do beagles, he does the mini pinches. That's great. <laughs> 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 yeah.